You're listening to Tech With Heart, empowering business success in a digital era. Sponsored by Revealio, innovative software solutions that make your business come alive. Here is your host, international best-selling author, speaker, female tech founder, and innovative expert, Michelle Calloway. Hello and welcome to the Tech With Heart show. I am your host, Michelle Calloway. Tech With Heart is all about empowering entrepreneurs to embrace technologies and systems and strategies that are going to help them stay competitive and relevant in a very rapidly changing digital environment. And so when small business owners are learning how to embrace tech, they're also learning how to grow their teams. And one of the simplest models in order to grow your team is to hire virtual assistants, people that are trained to do the things that you need in your business, but you don't necessarily need to hire them as employees. And they are, they're hired as independent contracting uh, professionals. Well, with me today, we have a very special guest. Her name is Hannah Dixon, and she is not only a VA herself, she is a freelance coach, meaning that she teaches and empowers others that are interested in becoming a VA themselves on how to do it. She is a recruiter as well. So, and she's the founder of the Virtual Excellence Academy. So yes, you're going to want to hire a virtual assistant that has excellence in what they do. So that's wonderful that she's named her organization that. It is a world leading VA training program for over a decade now. So committed to creating a more equitable future through the freedom and accessibility of freelancing, her teaching has readied 30,000 learners in over 170 countries to work with leading entrepreneurs across all types of industries. So with 16 years as a full-time digital nomad, so she gets to travel a lot because she has the freedom to do that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Her insights are highly sought after, and she has been on publications like Business Insider, Entrepreneur, and Forbes. Plus, of course, delivering global talks on her area of expertise. She does everything virtually. She can be global. So help me welcome to the Tech With Heart stage, Hannah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, I know that you're 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 in, a, in another country at the moment. So how cool is that? So let's talk. A let's start this this conversation by saying, Hannah, what made you choose to be a virtual assistant? Sure. Um, so my journey started many, many years ago. I was traveling the world. For me, travel has always been like a priority for me. I always wanted to move and see the world and experience different things. So I was doing that via work exchanges. So I was kind of working on farms and bars and restaurants, even with husky dogs for a while in exchange for food and board. But there's only so long you can do that without having any money, right? Um, so I went back to the UK where I grew up and I decided to get a real job like everyone was telling me to do. And that luckily was intercepted. I met somebody called Valentina Marchinaro, who's a UX strategist, and she worked online. And all I heard was, wait, you work online on your computer from anywhere? <laughs> like, tell me everything you know. Um, and she did very generously. And it set me on the path to learning about becoming a virtual assistant. And it kind of just fell into that role. I was just picking up sort of gigs with people. I was doing social media management, inbox management, all these kinds of things. And it wasn't until one of my clients referred to me as her virtual assistant that I even knew that word existed. So I kind of fell into it. Um, and within six months, I was earning five 
$1,000 a month. And I was like, oh, this is a really viable business. This is cool. And so I've been able to continue traveling. That was over 10 years ago now, continue traveling with that and move into training VAs myself. So that's kind of my, my journey. Yeah. So that kind of moves me right into the very next question. So I know a lot of people have chosen to become a VA in their area of expertise. And that's what's beautiful is you get to hone in on what you're really good at. And then you market yourself out there as that I can help you with this. And you can have basically like 10 different employers, right? And you can control your schedule. And so there's all that benefit. But you, you chose to go and turn around and teach others that same model. That's not so typical. So can you talk to us a little bit about what made you choose to go in that direction? Yes. Um, I didn't plan for it. It was, I had started a community on Facebook at that time. Um, the whole digital nomad thing was still like very much just bubbling under the surface. And I started a Facebook group because at that time there was only like one distinct demographic that was like kind of dominating that space. And I was like, wait, where are the queer people? Where are the people of color? Where are the women? Like, where are we? So I started a Facebook group to kind of like bring that diversity in with no intention other than sharing my journey, interacting with others, seeing what their journey was. And people were interested in the virtual assistant field. They just started asking me questions about it. And so from their feedback, I threw together a free five-day course, um, which I still run to this day. Uh, turned out people got results and got jobs from it and landed clients left, right, and center. And that kind of just, you know, snowballed from there into what is now the Virtual Excellence Academy. So I didn't intend on it, but it uh, moved that way very nicely. And it figured that people enjoyed how I taught and I kind of just got better at it over time, I guess. <laughs> you know, there are some people who know their stuff and then there are those people who know their stuff and can teach it and teach mm -hmm. it well. So if you are gifted with that, then thank you for stepping up and empowering others to experience the same levels of freedom that you experience. That's a beautiful thing. That's part of what Tech With Heart's doing with our minority student internship program. We're turning around and helping those who need that help because we believe so much in the need for having this, these skill sets, these, this ability to market yourself and help others market their business too, right? So it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you for just doing this. This is great. <laughs> yeah. So one of the some common mistakes that you see virtual assistants making as independent contractors, can we speak about that a little bit and, and you know, feel free to just take some time on this because we definitely want to empower them to not make mistakes. Yeah, I think the first, one of the biggest things is not treating it like a business. Ultimately, when you're an independent contractor, you're self-employed, you're running your own business. I think a lot of people still see themselves as an employee in this, and that can lead to them not having the kind of success that maybe they hoped for. Um, so while I don't dissuade people from using platforms like Upwork and that, don't let that be the only place that you're hanging out. Um, so I think there's you need to take a really proactive approach to being in business, like thinking like a business owner. It means like when you have things that come up that are, you know, not satisfactory, knowing that there's different ways to do things, not giving up, you know, having that entrepreneurial spirit and treating it like the business that it is. I think that's the biggest thing is just maintaining the employee mindset when you jump into this, that can really hold you back. Um and obviously, there's loads of things that you can do to counter that. I think having community that understands the path that you're on is really important. Um, and that's something obviously you're doing with Tech with Heart as well. I think that um, it's so easy for us to sort of 
feel bad about ourselves when we're doing something different, when other people judge us who aren't doing something different, you know? Um, so anytime you try anything different in the world, people are going to judge you. People are going to say things. People are not going to understand. So that's why it's so important to have people around you that understand and can lift you up and you can, you know, take from them their journey and give back to them as well. So I think that community is incredibly powerful on a journey like this. Um, and then I think another thing would be posting and ghosting, I call it. <laughs> So, you know, kind of putting yourself out there saying I'm open for business and then just disappearing and hoping that people will come through your digital doors. It doesn't work like that. Um, it, there is a level of consistency showing up, letting people know that you're dependable, you're in business, you have a portfolio, you have a link in your bio, wherever, whatever platforms that you're choosing to show up on, letting people know how they can contact you. Um, but I think mostly it's just that uh, knowing you're in business, right? If you posted two years ago saying open for business never again, then people are probably going to think you gave that up. Uh, so that's something I see a lot of people doing, which obviously is is a discredit to them. Um, what else? What are some of the big things that people shouldn't be doing or, or that can sort of hinder their their can progress? I, can I ask a question about the, the, the sensing their value and their worth and figuring out what to charge? Can we talk, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's a really big one. Um, thanks for bringing it up. I think is what people can get discouraged with those platforms I mentioned before, Upwork and whatnot, because you are competing with, you know, a lot of low ball rates on there and that can really, really put a dampener on the journey. And I think that a lot of people will say yes to a project or a client because they really want to get the project or the client but maybe it's a really low rate and they know it's a really low rate, but maybe they're excited. But then what happens later is you get resentful and you don't, you can't go anywhere with that client anymore, right? You've started the relationship on the foot that you're amenable to their budget, which is maybe not the budget you want to be working in. Um, so it can really, really set you on the wrong path emotionally, but also with the clients you're working with and what people think you're capable of as, as, as well. When you say, oh my, I'm $5 an hour, people don't value that very highly, right? Um, so when it comes to valuing yourself, it's recognizing that whatever you put the value as is what the client will expect the value to be, right? If they if they think they're getting a five dollar job, they're they're not expecting much from you, right? And you're not you're not going to feel like you want to give them much of your time or energy either, and then you'll become resentful towards them, which ultimately is because you didn't charge right or you said yes to something. So I think the power of saying no is essential. Um, knowing when it's just an absolute no for you, and being okay knowing that there will be somebody else, there will be another organization, another client. I think a lot of people get scared, like, well, I have to say yes because there's no there's a lot of people hiring. In fact, this whole you know. The whole job market right now is moving towards freelancing. People are picking up freelancers from huge corporations all the way down to individual solopreneurs. There is space for you in the market. Um, and knowing that and knowing that it's okay to say no is really, really powerful. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people do undervalue themselves, um, not charge their worth. And I think, you know, there's there's going to be variations on the rates that you put out there. And I understand that. Um, however, in my view, I would never charge under $15 an hour. Virtual assistant work is skilled work. Um, and then that's like for entry level. Then you're looking up to like $50 plus an hour for the more advanced stuff. Um, so keep that in mind as well, that if you're going under $15 an hour, you're probably falling under the range where you probably you probably don't want to be there. <laughs> Being able to do business online is crucial for survival, especially during times of social distancing. So how do you survive and thrive in the sea of digital noise? It's a lot like fishing. You need to know who your perfect customer is so that you can use the right kind of lure to attract them. We help you catch your perfect customer and retain them for future sales through highly converting websites, influencer mobile apps, 
getting you featured in the news and on TV. Hi, my name is Jerry Bowden, U.S. Army veteran and president of Revealio Software Solutions. Our goal is to help you rise above the competition, be seen as an expert authority in your industry, and embrace technology to stay competitive for long-term success. It's more affordable than you may think. So reach out to us at Revealio.com, and together we will make your business come alive. Yeah, we, we actually encourage our small business audience on a regular basis to figure out what their unique value proposition, what is their unique differentiator, right? We need you to help a better understand why anybody should choose you. And the hourly rate thing is never the thing that they should be choosing it based on. Yes. So that is something you need to understand how to price yourself competitively, but you also need to, if you're going to ask a little bit more than all the other schmoes, right? And there's so many people out there offering these services. How do you uniquely differentiate yourself to help under uh, people that are searching for you understand why you are asking for more and you need to validate that in your portfolio. You need to validate that in your reviews, right? These are things to be thinking about, not just as a gig worker, but as a business owner, because yes, I mean, you also need to know goals. Can you talk a little bit about how important it is for you to know what your goals are as a virtual assistant for your life or your career path? Mm -hmm, absolutely. I think that ultimately your goals or your why, whatever you want to call it, I like to call it the why, that's the motivation for doing this in the first place. So for me, it's to be able to travel, it's to be able to support my family, it's to be able to, you know, have time freedom. I think that is for me, that's my goal. And so if I didn't have that goal, I don't know why I'd be doing this. I'd probably go get a nine to five and, and, probably be miserable if I'm honest. Um, so having something in mind that you're working towards, whether that's a lifestyle goal or money goal, and if it is money, that's okay. Like I want to just say that money is an okay goal to have um, because money gives you freedom, money gives you time, money gives you the ability to give back. Um, so having that in mind is going to keep you motivated because you are going to have down days. It doesn't matter what kind of career you're in. You're going to have times where it kind of sucks a little bit. Um, will it suck less than a nine to five doing something you don't like for somebody you don't like? Yes, of course, it's going to be a lot better than that. But there will be those down days and keeping that motivation up, especially in the entrepreneurial field is really essential because being an entrepreneur, it's hard. It is hard. It comes with a lot of hardness. It comes with a lot of hardness is a weird word to use, but you know what I mean? It comes with difficulties. It comes with, again, uh, outside judgment. It comes with imposter syndrome. It comes with all these kinds of things. So knowing why you're doing this and having a really solid motivation is essential in my view. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely need community around you for that because- it is like a roller coaster ride. When you're on the highs, it feels amazing. But then there's also this like freak out moment where you're thinking at any moment it could just come crashing down. So yeah, definitely um, get to the point where you're just able to be a lot more even heel because you've got that expertise under your belt. You've got the community around you. That's I always, that's why we have our student internship program is because we know mentorship is so valuable. Hang out with those who've been doing it for quite some time and ask questions and learn, learn from them how to manage your expectations, how to set yourself up for success in so many different ways. It's not just financial success, business success, it's emotional success, spiritual success, you know, just 
oh, there's a lot to it. We are complex human beings and it's not just one thing. <laughs> I love that you brought that up. In our program, we actually really focus on like taking a holistic view. So every month we have self-care sessions where we come and we talk about things like, you know, imposter syndrome or fear of failure or fear of success. That's another big one. Because we recognize that you can't just start a business and think, well, this is, this is the A to Z of tasks you have to do. There is this mental process you need to go through as well. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, the next question I was going to ask you, like, what are some of the pros and what are some of the cons of being a virtual assistant? And maybe you can even throw in some tips on the traveling part, because I know that that's a mega pro, but I know that there's also cons with that come with just yes. that one thing. But go ahead. Totally. Um. So some of the prons of uh, pros, prons, I said pros and cons at once, prons, some of the prons, <laughs> some of the pros are, of course, the travel and, and that kind of like being able to be anywhere. So a lot of remote jobs will be remote, but restricted to the Americas or restricted to European countries or restricted by time zones. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So when you're a virtual assistant or a freelancer of any sort, you can go anywhere. You can work from anywhere. You have that autonomy, that freedom, uh, which is a huge pro. But then there can be the con that for me personally, I've been traveling for 16 years now. And in the since the pandemic, really, I've slowed right down and realized that that was better for me. My business grew a lot more. I've become a much more stable person, I feel. Um, so I think that there is this desire. Of, of course, it exists in everyone. We all want to see the world. We want to adventure, at least for the most part. I feel a lot of us have that. And we can get into this state of like FOMO, like, oh, there's this event happening here or there's this, this meetup and I'm not going to. And obviously that can be a sacrifice to the quality of your work or how you feel about yourself, that kind of thing as well. So I think slowing down and spending longer periods of time in places is really essential um, for anybody working on anything really, um, if you're taking it seriously. And I also just think that in order to enjoy the places you're in, that makes more sense as well to actually you know, integrate with the local community more, see how you can give back to those communities because there's also this, you know, real uh, thing around digital nomads and how they are influencing gentrification around the world, that kind of thing. So I think being very intentional about the time you spend, where you spend it and how you spend your time and where you spend your money um, and spending a little bit longer can sometimes give you that opportunity to give back to those communities as well. So that that's a pro and a con. For me, it's a really big pro because you have the opportunity to do so many things, meet so many people, get involved in so many initiatives. Um, another pro I think is being able to work in your pajamas. That's a big one for me, <laughs> um, which I guess is just being able to work from anywhere, you know, working from home. I don't like working in co-working spaces, for example, a lot of people love that. Um, but for me, I work from home. So most of the time I'm in my pajamas. Um, I think it's the flexibility of schedule is a really big one. Um, as someone who is neurodivergent, I feel like this probably applies for a lot of people, but especially so for people who are neurodivergent, there's this element of like, I'm not going to be on, switched on every single day. Uh, there are going to be days where I, I I literally don't feel like I can think, like uh, cloudy, cloudy uh, brain, was it brain fog? That's the word. Um, and then I have periods of time throughout the, throughout the day where I'm like, I could... I could solve world hunger between this time and that time, but the rest of the day, forget it. Whereas if I had a traditional job, that wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't be that accommodation for me. So having those accommodations for my sort of um, mental and emotional and energy spikes is, is really essential for me. And I think that's a huge pro that is uh, underrated often. Um, cons, I would say, is probably dealing with the misconceptions around the career around what it costs to hire a VA um you know having to having to deal with those low ballers sometimes and and stand your ground that can be tiring especially if that's the first people you come across when you're when you're trying to land clients um 
probably managing taxes and finances. I'm not a numbers person. I know other people, a lot of people aren't. That can be uh that can be an annoyance. But I also feel on the on the flip side of that, it's really empowering to know that stuff and something you can take with you for your entire life. And you know, wealth management management, all that kind of stuff is a really powerful skill to have, but it's still annoying to do. Um <laughs> vacation time is probably another one. Uh we don't get paid time off as a freelancer. However, you can, you know, there are ways that you can save for that and you can plan for that. And in comparison to the US, I think the average is 11 paid days off per year. As a virtual assistant, you can take a lot more and you have that freedom baked into the career full stop. So it's it's a, you know, both sides of the equation could be looked at as a pro or con, but I think the con is just not having that paid time off. So being able to plan for that uh, and actually take that downtime. Cause I think when we work for ourselves, I know myself included, I've spent 18 hours at my machine sometimes, which is, you know, not a good thing to do. And I've obviously learned to not do that anymore, but being able to actually switch off when you have that vacation time, we get this real attachment to our businesses. Our businesses are our babies, um, but it can sometimes be at the detriment to our mental health. So Striking a balance uh, can be tricky. I'd say those are some of the biggest ones. Um, any what glaring about, ones that you can think of? Yeah, I was going to ask about uh, maintaining um, enough clientele to to be able to manage and have consistent flow of of, of monies. Like, um, what yep. what can any tips on you can provide on how to? Yeah, just like having a foresight when you can sense that maybe you might lose it because it's so unfortunate. A lot of AI is. Um, getting people to let go of some of their VAs and it could have been a blind side for that VA, but how do you, how do you address those risks and how do you manage that consistency? Yeah. So number one, I would go back to what I said earlier, which is ensuring that you have a, a presence on the on, on, online. If you're going to work online, you need to be online to a degree um, so that people can still contact you in the event that, you know, they want to work with you. So you have this sort of, uh, I would, I would recommend having a waiting list for people to work with you as well. So ideally you want to take people off of hourly models. You want to get them into retainer models. And for me, the ideal scenario is three to six clients, because that's like a nice manageable amount of people where you're not sort of, uh, spreading, spreading yourself too thin in terms of like all these different types of businesses, um, who are paying you a consistent amount every month. Ideally, couple of grand a month. You can get into a place where you're making 10 grand a month with just four clients, for example, um, only working a few hours a week with them. Now, the thing that I like about this is that compared to perhaps a nine to five or, or a, a normal job is that if you lost your job, you lose your, all your income immediately. If you have retainer clients, a, mul a multitude of retainer clients paying you a nice healthy sum of money each month, you lose one, it's very unlikely to lose them all at once. So you've still got this security here and then the space and time to find another client. Um, what I will say is though that finding clients isn't a one and done thing. So like I said before, the showing up is important. The networking is important, but finding a way to do that that's sustainable to you is also really important. So you don't need to be on every single platform all the time, every single day, um, but make a plan for yourself to show up where you've had the most impact. You know, you'll realize that in time, like, oh, I'm getting most of my clients from LinkedIn or I'm getting them most from Instagram or, or TikTok, if that's your thing. Um, put all your efforts into that. And do it in a way that's sustainable, you know, batch your content and then spend time making meaningful connections with people. Uh, it's not just, again, posting and ghosting. Make sure that you're connecting with the people that are interacting with your content. Uh, make sure you're reaching out to them. Checking in with old clients is another way you can do that uh, to check, see if they ever want something new. You can also offer packages, short-term you know, short packages. So let's say you've got these retainer clients and you do graphic design. Let's say you're a graphic designer, a web designer. You're, you're the design person on a bunch of people's teams. Um, 
and then a couple of your clients drop for whatever reason, you could offer packages. You could offer one-time website setups. You can offer, um, on a, I saw someone do this. So I'm going to give this example. I think this is a really cool example and it, it goes to show how simple it can be. You know how Facebook groups have daily themes sometimes like Monday this or Monday motivation or whatever, right? She offered packages of graphics, Monday to Friday graphics for Facebook group owners, and they were flying off the shelves. So there's just lots of little things that you can do to package your knowledge into templates that are really easy for you to just like, you know, quickly get out there. You could offer consulting, you could do affiliate marketing. There's so many things in addition to being a virtual assistant that really complement your skills. Um, but I think, again, it's that having those multitude of retainer clients is going to put you in a position, which obviously is not going to come immediately. That's going to come with time, but it does mean moving those hourly uh, clients quickly into those retainers. It's about identifying how much you want to get paid on a regular basis and what the benefit is for them. The benefit for them is knowing exactly how much they're going to be paying every single month. They know exactly what you're going to be doing for them. They know that if they have a quiet a month or a, or a more busy month, that you're still there for that, right? Um, so there's a lot of benefit for them in that as well. And uh, just getting that across and getting them into those retainers sooner than later so that you have that security for yourself. Yeah, that, this has been so valuable because I think that some of our small business audience that aren't interested in becoming a VA themselves, the same practices apply because they need clients in order to be in business. A lot of them are service providers. And so, yes, this is very, very valuable. Hannah, we're going to move into how do people reach out to you whether they're interested in joining your academy to learn how to be a VA or how to maybe touch base with you to see who you have that's available to be hired as a VA for their business. Can you speak to where they can go to to connect with you? Yes, thank you. Um, you can go to Digital Nomad Kit, that's K-I-T, digitalnomadkit.com. Um, and everything's on there. So you've got, we've actually got a free training, um, happens every two to four, two to four months, depends. Um, we have one coming up on the 29th of January, and that is a really good intro. It's completely free. So an hour a day for five days, you'll figure out if this is something you want to do. Um, it'll also help you figure out what existing skills you have, how much you might want to charge. We go into some of the mindset stuff. It's a very impactful program. Whether you decide to take the program after that or not is completely up to you. You'll get a lot of benefit just from showing up to this. Um, then if you're looking to hire, digitalnomadkit.com forward slash hire. But again, if you just go to the site, both those things are in the top of the header. You'll see them both. Uh, you can fill out a form. There's a way to uh, get your job out in front of our trained virtual assistants. It's totally free. So you can do that as well. Awesome. And just let them know that you heard about them on the Tech with Heart show. Um, and if you would please just share a thought or a phrase that you would like to leave impressed upon those that are tuning in right now to help them maybe believe in themselves or I don't know, just something inspirational, maybe. Sure. Um, so I'll just go with my, my go-to phrase, which is kind of my mantra, my thing that I always repeat to people is that stop applying for jobs, start creating opportunities. Um, and ultimately, I think it speaks for itself, but you can apply for those jobs too, but be proactive in, in finding things and finding ways for yourself to fit into the market. Kind of what you said earlier about finding your unique angle, uh, create those opportunities for yourself. If you adopt that kind of mindset, you'll go very far. Well, thank you so much. Yes, if you are tuning in right now and you are a small business owner who wants to be around a community where you can grow alongside one another, but you want to hang out with innovative folks, heart-centered folks, people who really believe in the value of human connection, then Tech With Heart community is for you. You can go to techwithheartnetwork.com and you can join our community for free, or you can join in at a higher level and get your business listed in our directories. 
we here here to support one another, guide you towards who would be a great person to work with. So that is a benefit. And if you are a thought leader and you have a valuable insight around your particular area of expertise or your industry that you know small business owners need in order to stay competitive and relevant in today's digital era, please go to techwithheartnetwork.com and apply to speak on the Tech With Heart show. We're here to bring value and insights and, and knowledge to those small business owners because small business owners are the cornerstone of America and we wanna support you. Whether you're tech savvy or not, we wanna support your growth. So thank you for tuning in here today. We know that you can do this. You can embrace technology. It is possible. We're here to help and guide. Here's to your success. Your story needs to be seen and heard, and your brand needs to be revealed. Revealio elevates purpose-driven businesses into the spotlight through video storytelling, augmented reality video marketing, and professional website design. Get discovered online or in the news. Be featured in national magazines or host your own TV, podcast, or live radio show. Together, we make your brand come alive. All it takes is Revealio. Visit Revealio.com to get started today. Minority and service-disabled veteran-owned.